0: Jeremiah chapter 10. We are going to read that one we read often together. We'll start from verse 6 as usual. If you are there, say amen. amen. The Lord is good. Alright, let's read from verse 6. One to let's go. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your name in might. Who will not fear you, O King of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Verse 8. But they are all together stupid and foolish. In their discipline of delusion, their idol is wood. Bidding silver is brought from Tarshish, and gold from Ophir. The work of a craftsman and the hands of a goldsmith. Violet and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skilled men. Verse 10. But the Lord is the true God, is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Read verse 10 again. But the Lord is the true God, is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. 11. Thus you shall say to them, the gods that did not make the heavens and the earth, we perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Read that, what you will say to them. Read it again. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth, will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Say that one more time. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth, will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Say one more time. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth, will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Now verse 12. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. When he alters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and brings out the wind from his storehouses. 14. Every man is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. For his molten images are deceitful, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like this. For the maker of all is he, and Israel is a tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Read 16 again. The portion of Jacob is not like this. For the maker of all is he, and Israel is a tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. When the declaring moved quickly, Psalm 2, another one of the favorite ones we used to release the, you know, the spirit of God into the air for warfare. Paul said to Timothy, give attention to reading. This was what he was talking about, not just to study. He said, give attention to reading, to the public reading of the scriptures. If you are there, say amen. Amen. Now, let's read it with the same spirit. We want to, let's go. Why are the nations in an opera and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart, and cast away their calls from us. For he who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger, and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession You shall break them with a rod of iron we shall shatter them like earthenware now therefore, O kings, show discernment take warning, O judges of the earth worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling do hold me to the Son that he not become angry and you perish in the way For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. The glory of God is upon this nation. Now listen, the glory of God is upon this region. The glory of God is upon this region. We declare over this region of Nigeria, Jesus is Lord. We declare over the whole nation, Jesus is Lord. Amen. We declare over the whole of Africa, Jesus is Lord. We declare over the whole earth that Jesus indeed He is Lord. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. And He is the Lord of Lords. And His Lordship will be established for all to see in the name of Jesus Christ. Indeed, He is the King of Kings. His kingdom rules over all. Some pray for democracy. Play for, what do you call it? Um, what's that one that we talk about once in a while? True federalism. Some play for restructuring. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. But none of them, I say all the time, we solve any person's problems. When good Lord Jonathan was president, the election was coming, people say, change is what we need. After two months, they say, is this the change we voted for? The reason is simple. God said, I have sworn by myself and the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness, I will not turn back. What did he say? To me, every knee will bow, and every tongue will swear allegiance. They will say of me, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Anything we put our hope in, apart from him, will be frustrated. That is just the way God is. (laughs) You know that video I sent to you today? That man said something (laughs) made me laugh. One so man said that, look, if I were God, this is what I would do. They said, no, 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 no. If you were God, you would do exactly what God has done because that's what makes him God. The only reason you would not do it is because you are not God. I, I was into laughter. That is, there are some things about being God. It has to be proven and shown to be God. Every other plan we have will be frustrated. The earlier you accept frustration, the closer you are to deliverance. That is a matter of fact. Sometimes God has to just take time out to frustrate everything. If you make him take 20 years, you wait for 20 years. But he said, I have sworn by myself, and the word has gone forth from my mouth. In righteousness, I will not turn back. That to me, every knee will bow, and every tongue will swear allegiance. They will say of me, only in the Lord are righteousness and what? Strength. Listen, people of God, though, everything we have hope in, in this country, we will be frustrated in those things. Even if they were good before, once you put hope in them, mm, that's a curse. Some Christians, they kill their uncle. You know what they call kill your uncle? Apostle? Yes, <laughs> sir. They once I killed my uncle. Why did I kill my uncle? I sowed the seed of a Mercedes Benz. That's a nonsense way to kill your uncle. Most Christians don't kill their uncles like that. You know how they kill their uncles? They put hope in those uncles. So God will not kill the uncle. Please don't kill your uncle. What did I say? <laughs> and please don't kill me. <laughs> because anything, if I I know how God will handle me and you, once you put hope in me, I will frustrate you. You can be angry, that's your problem. But it's not me, it's God. Everything we put hope in, alright? We'll be frustrated. You know, some people put hope. at the same. my children abroad, they will study, they will bring whatever. God said you won't be able to pay. After the first year, dollar is five fifty. You calculated at to a 2 something, to, when you were plotting. So you sold the house, the, the land. This one will cover for four years. After two years, money don't finish. And you say, Look, there's a prayer from that to tomorrow. What I'm frustrating is the hope you place in something apart from me. That's just what he's frustrating. That is all Is frustrating. That's why you have to look. I like one thing I heard that time. The man said, If God, if you, that God is so good that when he's killing you, you'll be telling him thank you. Let me say it to you again. If you're frustrated, you just be telling him thank you. Because what he's doing is removing everything apart from himself out of your life. Yes, the direct Prince said that that's something he likes about the tabernacle. The closer you are to God, the sparser the furnishing is. That when you get into the Holy of Holies, there's nothing else apart from the ark. Every other thing disappears. Say so what God is doing in your life is to remove every other thing apart from himself. You know why? Because in him is all things. Father, we will thank you. Hallelujah. Because indeed you are good. As we go into the study of your word today, we declare as follows. Want to let's go? Now I declare. That the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. What is entering my heart? It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. All right. The Lord is good. Let's take our seats. I said the Lord is good. All right. So our school of prayer again today, we are going to study a bit and then we, are, we have already begun to pray. Um, those uh, readings that we did. That's part of prayer. All we are doing is praying. Uh, There's nothing like, that is the most important thing about prayer is the will of God. And you can never miss it if you lift up the word of God and raise it up to him. You can never miss it. That is God's will. The scriptures we have, the Bible in our hands, is the will of God documented. And when we want to pray, what we do is to lift up the words that he has spoken we lift up the thing that he said by himself. Uh, you remember again, we read from the book of Isaiah chapter 62. Maybe we should go back there briefly. We have been looking at the kingdom of God and the glory of Christ. And that's the thing that must be, you know, the topmost desire of our hearts. Like Pastor Kimde was praying, leading us in prayer earlier, that what are we looking for earnestly is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what we are looking towards, earnestly yearning for that. And if indeed your heart is not set upon that, your faith is not, not well established. You need to check your faith again. All right? Um, you see again, will, let's just go back what we have been explaining. God makes promises. He has his plan. When we talk about the will of God, that's what we mean. The will of God does not mean that which, please get this again. The will of God does not mean that which God decrees. There's a difference between the will of God and that which he decrees. The will of God is that which he desires, that which he originally planned, that which he wants to see executed. That is the will of God. But the decree of God or the judgment of God is based on a number of things, three of them primarily. Number one, his will. His will is the first thing concerning his judgment or his decrees. Number two, The behavior of people that are on the earth. And then number three, the intercession of the prayers of the people that are on the earth. When God puts those three things together, you end up seeing his decree or his judgment. His will is just one of those things that is put in, that is one of the things put together to produce his decree or his judgment. His will is the most important one anyway, that which he really wants. But what he wants is often, you know, affected by our behavior. All right, they tempted God in the wilderness and did what? Limited the Holy One of Israel. His will was that they would enter into the promised land. But they were not able to enter. Why? Because of their own belief. It was not as if he did not want them to enter. But the ability was removed because of their own belief. The will of God every time was that they will enter. For example, he also tells us another example. He said, it is not the will of God. God does not want anyone to perish. But many are going to perish, you know that. There will be a day of judgment. And he will have to send many into damnation. That is not his will, but that will be his judgment. That will be his decree. Why? They are the ones that did the works that led to that. Okay? But the third thing, which I said, the prayers of people. Sometimes when people are walking in sin and they come into repentance and they pray, God forgives. He does. Sometimes they don't. All right? And then he said, I sought for a man I could not find. So what did I do? I released my judgment upon, that's my punishment upon the people. So the prayers of people are very, very important. Sometimes people are supposed to be punished because of their works. The will of God is that no man will perish. But Nineveh sinned extensively. And God said, in 40 days, Nineveh will be overthrown. And then the people went and prayed. And then that that judgment did not occur. And then God suspended that. So those three things are put together. The one I should add to it again, just remind us of, is that even his will, the original will that he decreed, must also be prayed into existence. That's why he gave it to us. Pray like this: Thy will be done on earth, as it is written, as it is recorded in heaven. That's what determines um, what we have. When the will of God will become His decree. Did you hear what I said there? That for God's will to be the decree that He will release onto the earth is our desire. That is that which he already, which he proposed from the beginning. We want Him to do it in our personal lives. We want Him to do it in the Church of God. We want to do it on the earth. So what, we, what do we do? We read through the scriptures and look for that which he proposed from the beginning, and it's important we understand that. That's what Jesus is always trying to return us to, because at the point in time they came to him, is he right for a man to divorce his wife for every any cause? He said, in the beginning, it was not so. So he was taking them back to the beginning. In the beginning, he that made them made them male and female, and for this cause shall a man leave his father and be mother and the mother and be joined to his wife. And the two of them shall become what? One flesh. And whatever God has so joined together, let no one put asunder. That was what? The will. That's why it was at the beginning. That's why it was at the beginning. So what we try to look at is what is it that God determined from the beginning? And they gave us an assignment. Pray that into existence. It will not happen automatically. It does not happen automatically. You pray it into existence. Why God releases the knowledge of His will is for that purpose. The primary, the primary reason why He releases the knowledge of His will is for that purpose. So that we'll be able to take it and pray it into existence. So that we read the Let's just read it again briefly. What does He do? He tells us glorious things. Now we're talking about the, the kingdom of God and the glory of Christ. We know that He wants us also to pray about that. So it's in Isaiah chapter 62. Again, we, I'm not going to read everything again, and I, pray, I hope that you have taken time to read it by yourself. You can start from Isaiah chapter 60. In fact, like the way my Bible captions that area, "A glorified Zion." That's how I began chapter 60. All right, it says, "Arise, shine, for your light has come," and all of that. Now, if you start from that chapter 60, and then you go on to chapter 62, oh, 60, 61, then 62, he said many things like that up to verse um, five. Now. You now go to verse 6, and that's why we're reading again. Chapter 62, verse 6. He said, On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night, they will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves, and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Now, please notice that. Those two verses. God says to Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen on your walls. What's their duty? All day and all night, they will never keep silent. Now, this watchman is addressing them now. he says, you who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And if you go back the few chapters, and you find it all over the place, but let's just take like the one in Isaiah now. Just go back a few chapters. You will see the description that he gave concerning that Zion. Beginning from that chapter 60. It talked about how glorious it's going to be. How people are going to come there with wealth. How they are going to come there to learn the law of the Lord. You understand? How it will happen that in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be exalted above all the other mountains. It will be exalted so that people will come to it. And come and learn the word of God. It's going to be glorious. That is, you see, I have problems. I go to the church of God because that's what Zion and Jerusalem stands for. The church of God. We go there to go and learn, you know, from the people of God. You understand my point. I mean, I'm, I'm a member of the human, you know, I'm just a member of the society. I recognize that out of the, uh, after Zion, we comfort what? The law. And what I mean by the law? They're not just decrees like, okay, thou shalt, thou shalt not. The principles that people will operate by, and succeed in life, will be what the church will be teaching. That's what God expects. That is the determined purpose he has from the beginning. That's what he's always had in his mind. And he told us like that. Maybe we should, let's just read that briefly again. Isaiah chapter 2. Just go back to the book of Isaiah. Let's go back to chapter 2. The last time I was reminding us again, that what do we do? Okay, let's just read it briefly, because I'm going to read it again. He said, Now it will come about in the last days, that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills and all the nations will stream to it. And many peoples will come, that is many groups, not just individuals, not that's as I say peoples, will come and say, you know, Muslims will come and say, Hindus will come, they will come and say, Buddhists, they will come and say, you understand, Sikhs will come, they want to understand some things, atheists will come, they want to understand some things. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. Why? For the law we go forth from Zion. The word of the Lord from Jerusalem. It's important we understand that. Let me just stop reading there. The law will go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Anytime God determines to do something, he tells us, not just for information, but for enforcement. Did you hear what I said? It's not just for information, but for also for what? Enforcement. We are the one, this is what we have seen, that until we see this, we take no rest. Until we see this, we don't relax. Until we see this, we are not satisfied with whatever we see. If the plan of God, which is what we describe as the will of God now, is not established you know, tangibly, visibly around us, then we are not at rest. It is not as if those things are not real. If you don't see something that God has promised, for example, He says that um, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You understand? Know, this sign shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will do what? Cast out demons. You know, they will speak with new tongues and all of that. If, it takes up, if you don't see all those things being done, that is, He has given you an assignment. What is the assignment? Give yourself no rest until He establishes that thing as a normal thing around you. I hope you are getting my point. Yes, yes. Listen, it's an assignment we have. Last time I was talking about it. Of course, we talked about it again and again. The weapon of intercessor. So, how do we pray? You know, you know, God will, will speak as if He forgets. Actually, He does not forget. We have established that. He doesn't forget. What He is doing is waiting for us, all right, to become. How do I say it? Um. He's waiting for us to get to the place. Where what we desire, he desires, becomes our intense desire. I don't know whether you're getting my point. I, I listened to a particular message by the reference. It's titled "The Prayer of Desperation." I can't remember the reference he gave. All right, in that message now, but he says something that, hey, can? Well, let me tell you. I can't remember the reference. I'll have read it for you. But he, he explained that it was in the particular. I think from Zachariah somewhere, describing how. Jerusalem, the people of God will be attacked, and then they will be destroyed, they will be overcome, and then many will die, and all of that. Then, after a day and a half, then the Lord will arise and defend his people. So the question was that wait, Lord, wait, let's get something clear. Your people have problems, right? The enemies are attacking them. You are you are their person. Can I use that expression? You have the power. When the enemies came day one, they didn't do anything. They finished day one. Then entered the second day. Halfway through, they suddenly... You, and if you the description, sorry, I can't remember the reference now. They suddenly just arise. He will arise like, like a strong man, as a man of war. And then he will start doing like, hey, wait, relax. Where were you the first one day and a half? By now, half of the city, in fact, literally half of the city will have been destroyed. He said this is what he understands. And I agree with him totally. That's why the title of the message was The Prayer of Desperation. That when the enemy first first in, you think you have strength. <laughs> you don't rely fully on the Lord. You don't even shout to him much. You start fighting. For the first few hours, you think they will pass away. Then before your eyes, you know, of course, you run. You fight small. You start losing. You start retreating. Part of the city goes on fire. boy, you know what's happening, only half of the city is remaining. And there's nowhere to run to. Then suddenly, you turn to God. Have mercy on us, help. Which was what he was waiting for. He said that was what he was waiting for. It turned that a prayer of desperation. I have it somewhere. The prayer of desperation. That sometimes it's until you are desperate. Now the way I understand it is this: It is until, of course, all other gods have failed you; they've left your heart, and then you realize that the only thing that is remaining now, if I'm going to have help, is to turn to the Lord. He's the only that is, at that point in time. Literally, you are desperate. And I believe that's part of the thing that God waits for in us for some time. You know, the truth is that sometimes eh, bondage lasts for a very long time because you are not tired. Yeah, you are not tired. Sometimes people are tired of bondage, they will shake it off. Many times, people are tired. You know, the problem sometimes is that when people, like, let me give you an example now. People were tired last time, but they blamed it on the government. So they felt that what we would do is to change the government because they haven't gotten the point. That's why I tell Nigerians, listen to me. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm not even having any shadow of doubt in my heart. If Nigeria restructures now, under these current circumstances, the situation for every Nigerian will be worse than before. Now, please, don't be raising your head because your name is so worried be arguing with me on the other side. Are you getting my book? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Some people, they just say, listen, I am giving you the matter of fact. It's the word of God. It's like Israel thinking that they will fare better because they got a king. The first few days, they were happy. After that, matters got worse, and it hardly ever got better. During the time of David, for a few decades, it was okay. Stretched to Solomon for a few more years. After that, it was downhill from there till the end. So when I see the way people are looking forward to restructuring, it's a ship because they will not get anything. Now, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, I'm not speaking as a politician. I'm giving you a prophetic word. It's not a political word. It's what? A prophetic word. And please, let me say this one clearly. If under these circumstances any region of Nigeria manages to carve itself out, hear the word of the Lord. It's doom. Doom, yes. D. De- O, O, M, another M, more M. The doom will not end, but let's add more O's. Two O's no go do. You can put like four, six, eight. Doom. Why? It is simple. The word has gone forth from his mouth in righteousness. That is why. The problem with people is they keep on trying every other thing. They are not yet desperate enough for the Lord. Yes. They are not yet desperate enough for the Lord. So we keep trying all kinds of things. And the painful thing for me, please let me say it again. They say we are 200 million people in Nigeria. We used to be. <laughs> and The last one year, I'm sure we have gone down by like... A... <laughs> Abby, No, 180 is long ago. The last I read was 198 something. But in the last one year, we have reduced. In Zamfara, I'm sure we have gone down by at least. I don't know how many thousands. You know, the, the bandits, they were, they were counted as Nigerians before. So the number of bandits that Nigeria and me has removed. So our population has gone down small. So let's just assume that we are now 197, 500. You know that kind of thing. God does not expect 190-something million people to be in agreement. He does not expect majority to even pray to him. That's why he was willing to accept 10 for the preservation of Sudomangomera. And he was willing to accept one at a time. To stand in the gap for the whole of Israel. It does not always work. Understand? There's a difference between counting intercessors and counting salt. They are two different things. If I count intercessors, you can count one. Only Moses can carry the whole place. Yes, someone alone can carry a whole nation. But counting salt is a slightly different thing. Salt are not those who are praying necessarily. They are those who are living right and walking in righteousness. That's what salt are. But intercessors usually are picked from amongst those people. I hope you're getting my point. And intercessors sometimes can even come from elsewhere. Abraham was not in Sodom, he was not in Gomorrah, but he was able to intercede for that land. Okay, intercessors and salt they are two different um, groups of people. Now, so let's talk about the salt thing. So God does not expect everybody. So he has a principle of remnants. There are certain people that he calls and he expects them to talk to him. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. He said the light of the body is what? The eyes. He said if the if your eye is single, your whole body is full of light. He said, but now, if... How did he say it again? If your eye is now blind... It's, okay, no, he said if the light that is in you is now darkness. He said, how great is that darkness? What am I going to say? Nigeria, listen to me. I'm talking about Nigeria as a, as a person now. The light. This is a matter of fact. The light of Nigeria is the church of God. Yeah, it's a matter of fact. Jesus said it directly. You are the light. You are the salt of the earth. Are the light of the world, the light of this nation is the church. Now, when the church starts walking in darkness, the country is doomed. That's what he was saying. If the light that is in you, is what? Is darkness. That's how great is that darkness. What am I going to say? God does not expect the whole country. Yes, look, politicians will be politicians. They will pray political prayers. That's why he won't listen to the prayers. He will not go for the meetings. It comes to yeah, that's a matter of fact. They say, let us start this PDP convention with a prayer. I'm just looking at them like this. <laughs> If they pray anything more than, Lord, give us peace, he won't answer. Because their political views hardly ever align with his own views. And he doesn't have a problem with it. I hope you're getting my point. He doesn't have a problem with it. It's okay. A.P.C. wants to gather and plot. They hardly plot what God wants consciously. And he doesn't have a problem with it. The place he has a problem is that he now comes, like on a day like this, our school of prayer was supposed to be praying. We now start praying. Hmm. Father, we want restructuring. That's what the problem is. When the remnant that he listens to, when they don't align with his will, that's what frustrates his plan for every nation. Like I said to us here before, that's why personally I take my work more seriously these days. Write more, teach more, instruct more, because until the desire of the body aligns with that of the head, the principle of agreement also works with Jesus Christ. If he approaches the father, now please get my point. If you are, you know, I told you before, if we are talking about agreement in prayer, if me and you were to agree over our community's life, it doesn't work. We may have testimonies, but that principle of agreement does not work. It's his personal life. We want to agree, okay, about his children. Father, I want to pray that, uh, what's your first son's name again? That Ufama we serve the Lord. We want to pray. We come to agreement that he will be a minister of the gospel. You can call it intercession, don't call it agreement. Because Jesus said hey, wait, it. Are you agree with him? Have you agreed with you agreed with anybody in the family? No. You cannot agree concerning things that are not your business directly. You can intercede. I'm not saying you can't, but you can't agree. Yeah. And I expect it to be forceful, and then you use that scripture. You say well two, two of you shall agree as touching hey, wait, wait, it's not your business. Call local standing in law. Yeah. Your agreement is I like to throw away bit of the law knowledge I have. <laughs> Your agreement is ultra-virus because you are a meddlesome interloper. <laughs> ah. In the course of this ministry, we learned a lot of things. <laughs> now, it's a principle. But when something like, if, if concerning his children, he and his wife cannot agree. He cannot ask, in, the two of them in agreement can ask us to intercede. Do you get my point? So we join our prayer with the agreement in the household. One man of God said something. Once. One boy mistakenly shot himself in the head and he was unconscious. is in America. <laughs> People hardly shoot themselves in the head in Nigeria. They hardly see guns. Alright? <laughs> when America, a man took a, a young boy, took a gun and shot himself by accident in the head. So he was in the hospital. was unconscious. was going to die. Eventually he died. But they called this preacher and they said, you believe in raising the dead and all of that. Come and pray. So he got there. He to believe in raising the dead. He prayed and prayed. He prayed his heart out. Prayed. Prayed. Fred had quoted every scripture, invoked every corner of the spirit of God that he knew. The boy just died in peace. After that, he found out something. He said, why were they wasting my time? The boy's father and the boy's mother were not talking. Did you get my point? So he was like, why did you even waste my time for hours? Well, I think literally days, praying over this matter. He didn't even tell me the man and the woman are in total disagreement, which was the reason the spirit was able to possess the boy to shoot himself in the head by accident in the first place. He why are they not wasting my time? He was so angry. What annoying was that the two of you, you will have said to the first before you invite me into this matter. Agreement is powerful. It's important. Let me get back to the matter of the Lord Jesus Christ again. Before he can get something from the Father on our behalf, we must be in agreement with his will. He can petition the Father from that till tomorrow. You remember Lazarus, comfort. If Mary said Lazarus is a wicked man, Martha said, "Don't mind Lazarus. He wanted to collect our grandfather's inheritance all by himself." Jesus would not have been able to say Lazarus comfort. Who is there standing on behalf of Lazarus? No, but the heart of Mary, the heart of Martha, and the you know, prior to his death heart of Lazarus—all of them put together—allowed him to be able to intercede effectively concerning Lazarus. I hope you're getting my point here. Jesus cannot do anything for us if he cannot get us to agree with him. He will not be able to present his petition before the Father. That's why we are called the what? The body of Christ. The principle of agreement is important in our operations on the earth. We, the body, must be able to agree with the head, which is why we studied our scriptures so that we will know what the head is saying to the Father. I hope you are getting my point. If we don't know what the head is saying to the Father, and we are praying something that he's not praying to the Father, a house divided against itself cannot stand. It's an eternal principle which the Lord himself instituted and Jesus taught us. So his own house, divided against itself, also cannot stand. Why do watchmen spend time? One of the things they do is that God, it's not like he forgot like we said earlier. It continues to wait until the people, the remnants, the anointed ones, the church, get to a point. They are not tired. Because sometimes when you are tired, it's because you are not serious. Do you hear what I said? When I studied, went to university those days to go and study, they told me we'll be in school for six years. Ah! My, cl- cl- my classmates look like, what? Six years. But when we, they had, in fact, two times in my third year in university, I decided to read like a man. I did 12 hours straight of reading with minimal break in between. I got to class by 3 p.m. and I read till 3 a.m. I did it two times because my classmates were doing it and I found I like had never done anything like that. So one day I said, "Waiting. Oh, Waiting. Wait we are all students. We all can do it." So I went to I went to the hostel, slept, slept well. Came back to class. Got to class by 3 past 3. I sat down, and I began to read. I took a walk around 7 p.m., 7.30. No, 7, 7 o'clock I went to read. I was back on my seat by 7.30. Went to eat. I was back on my seat by 7.30. Then I read till like past 10. Took a walk, like 15 minutes around. Then I came back, sat down till past 3. I was checking the time. When it was 12 hours completed, I added a few more minutes. Then carried my bag like, my God, we are going to the hostel now. It's on record that we did it. A few days later, I said they will think it's a mistake. Let me do it again. I did it again, and <laughs> we read like that: first year, second, third, fourth, fifth. There are days that you that is, I, I was now fellowship president at a particular point in time. The times we re, we run that is, my friend, I will run into, and I'm the one fellow, pre- preaching. Run to fellowship straight from, from the word let sit down somewhere, you No, know, try and get water on your face. Calm yourself down. Pray for a few minutes. Then when they finish praise worship, that's the period you finish preparing your message. You mount the pulpit and come and teach. you a student. Where am I going? You know, I didn't drop out. I didn't. The pressures, no, I stayed. I stayed. Stayed. Why? There's a goal in front. There's a goal in front. So you keep on going. So sometimes what God does is simple. It's the same thing. Deliberately, because people, let me say, how long you will stay in this school? Whether you really want the degree or you don't want the degree. So that's why sometimes it appears to be delaying. So we continue to pray. That prayer is our kind of study now. Our kind of praying, you know, like examination. It's our kind of like tests and trials that last for a long time. But he said we must never get tired. He said men ought always to do what, pray, and not faint. That's the word. They must continually pray and not get tired. That's why sometimes it appears to be delayed. The most important one I know is to convert our hearts, to to come into agreement with his own, and then we sustain that agreement without getting tired. That is when his power is then released. So he said, until that time, what do we do? We discussed it last time. We take that plan. Upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. Day and night they will remind the Lord, and they will not get tired. They will not give themselves any rest. So we have been saying, how do we remind the Lord? It's simple. It is his will we are reminding him of. Let me just say this. We are not reminding him of our desires. We are not pressuring him concerning our desires. I hope you are getting my point. We are not pressuring him concerning our desires. In fact, the process of prayer, we are converting our desires to his will. Do you get my point? We are making sure our we, our desires align with his will. That is the principle of the prayer. So that what he wants, we start wanting it. And no matter how long you pray, until you get to that point, you cannot release the answer from God. Initially, it's just a habit, which is good. Form the habit. Initially, it's just a root. Somebody said, do it, so we are doing it. But the time comes, and God knows what he's doing. Through many situations in your life, it will make you understand why that prayer is important. There was a time, at least in, in the church in Nigeria, I've seen it many times, election time, people will go and meet presidential candidates to talk to them on what they would do for the church. Once you do like that, God says, okay, I hereby donate all of you to frustration for four years. Do you hear what I said? Yeah, that. I'm, I'm, he does that. Especially when the candidate all of you agreed and stayed behind, now wins. So that is it. Frustration for four years. So next election cycle, you know what you will do? You will call the presidential candidates and pray for them. (laughs) You won't ask them for anything. Say, may God have mercy on all of you. If any one of you were to win, may he succeed. I don't know whether you are getting my point. He said, why? Because victory belongs to the Lord. What has God done through experience? He has helped you to understand that woe to him that trusts in man. I hope you are getting my point. So what do we do until we get to that point? We keep on lifting up His will to Him. We are not praying our desires. We are praying His will. He said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, that's pray, and hallowed be your name, that's praising Him. The first prayer point He gave us is what? Thy will be done. That is, when we go to prayer, the first thing that we want from Him is His will to be done. We don't relegate His will to the second place. But after you have blessed us, like somebody told me, now that I've reached the peak of my career, I can now obey the call of God to ministry. What advice do you, do I have for him? I felt like, say, bros, die by fire. Because, <laughs> <this>. <laughs> no, because this, I did I was looking at him like, what? What? No, no, you are not called to ministry. No, no, you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not. No, I just told him, I told him, no, you are not called. In my mind, I didn't tell him to, in fact, that day I went home and told my wife, I said, baby, please, I heard something today. Please make sure I never say it. That's what I told her. Please make sure I never say it. That I will leave the reason why God gave me life until it is convenient. Until I fulfilled all the other plans I had for my own life, that's when I will now do it. I said, no, please may I never say it. I told my wife that day. Many times also Christians, our, what's our prayer point when we go to church? It's our will that's first, our, our, our needs, our desires. Our houses, our cars, our promotions, our children, <laughs> our husbands, our wives, our what else? Everything on the earth. They all nothing and they say, by the way, God, you get any will there? Do you want anything done on the earth? God said, yeah, so small. He so said, Jesus, give us your list now. Maybe we'll go join them to pray next time. By the way, the time is almost over for today. So we'll pray about your problems next time, Jesus Christ, all right? Meanwhile, anyway, will tell the Father about our household. Yeah, that's precisely what we do. That, no, think about but that's not what we do. When he says, first of all, let prayers and petitions be made for kings, for all all men, uh, for all men, for kings and for those in authority. We look like, look, I don't, we will talk about you later. We focus on our own plan first, rather than the plan and the will of God. That is why he doesn't answer us quickly. I gave illustration last time concerning American, American election. That if you had to pray as a Christian and that is to vote, and you're black, you're an immigrant, what else? You are from a dash whole country. You know what they call dash, dash whole country? Yes. You're black and immigrant, they describe your country as a latrine country and all of that. And then there's a man who did all of this to you. He's now running for president. Then beside him is a man who's been very, very nice to you but does not care about God. Who says to you, God is a personal opinion. You keep him in your house. Who does not believe in legislating righteousness who does not believe in promoting the interest of the gospel, and they put the two of them in front of you, say, vote for one. Let me tell you, brethren, vote for the man that insulted you. Say, but, he, but I, maybe his love for God is hypocrisy. Maybe, but maybe it is not. At least a hypocrisy for the man who's an overt, I don't love God. And they just go by their pedigree, check things that they have done. Does this man support the interest of God? Vote for the man that supports the interest of God. Your slavery will end quicker that way. What is Satan? The person who focuses your mind on the interest of man rather than the interest of God. I hope you're getting my point. So what? when we are praying, our the, our will is not primary in prayer. It is the will of God. It is nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. Jesus had the ears of the Father like nobody else ever had it before then and since then. Even those of us that want to have the ears of the Father will crawl into Him to hear for the Father to hear us. True of us, true. Yet when he knelt down, he had his own intense personal desires, and he said to the Lord, "Nevertheless, not my will." He told the Father his will. He said, "But it's not important. Yours be done." How do we pray? I began to explain, remind us of, of it again last time. Is to take the things of God, the things that He has promised as His will, we leave them up to Him in prayer. That is what it, that's actually what it means to pray in the Spirit. Yeah, I know most of our teaching is that He's praying in other tongues that's praying in the Spirit. Can Higgins even said this towards the latter days of his life. Yes. <laughs> what I've said now. Yeah, you know, He was one that popularized the other one. That praying in the Spirit means you pray in tongues. This other one He also said, I have the messages. Praying in other tongues is good, it's important. But he said that that is not all there is to praying in the Spirit. Because uh, uh, Paul told us, you know, uh, writing the same thing to the Ephesians and the Colossians, he said it in two different words. In Colossians chapter 3, he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In Ephesians chapter 5, he said, be filled with the Spirit. The same thing, we started here some time ago. The same thing he was saying, he used two different words. In Ephesians chapter 5, he said, be filled with the spirit. In Colossians chapter three, he said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Both of them in you. He made it clear two of them could not be separated. He said, Do not be drunk with wine, where it is in excess, but be filled, be constantly filled in the spirit. The other people told them, make sure the word of Christ fills you constantly. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. You cannot pray effectively except you are taking God's will and laying up to Him. That's number one. Number two, effective prayer is persistence in taking that will and declaring it before him. It's not like he forgot, like we said before. It's not like he forgot. It's that he's waiting for us to be fully converted to the things that we are saying. Enough of us in agreement. One of the things I want to thank God for, Father, you hear him saying thank you, is that he doesn't need everybody to agree. He has selected by himself those that must agree, however. He has one of the prayers you can drop in as you are praying is that, Lord, you know, Jesus taught us something. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest, I will do what? Send forth laborers into the harvest field. You can add this one to it. The harvest field is a field also of prayer that it will cause those that he is counting amongst those people that he said must be united in prayer that they will get to know the will of the Father and be able to ask the Lord for the same thing. I gave an illustration here a few weeks ago that in Nigeria... One of the ways you will know you are not praying the will of the Father is when the Hausa man and the Igbo man and the Yoruba man and the Shekri man and the Job man and the Jibawa man and the Ethic man are praying different, and they're all Christians, and they are praying different things. They obviously have missed God. Did you hear my point? They obviously have missed God. So that's one of the things disciplines will have to have. No matter be, your heat tightness, you know what we call heat tightness? An amoriteness. You must be able to go beyond that and get into the will of the Father. Because when you get into the will of the Father, you will find that everybody, no matter which part of the country you are from, will be in agreement. Even if you do not discuss with each other. You no, know, it's amazing. I meet Christians all the time that I've never met before, and we are saying the same thing. We are saying the same thing. Why? Because each one is you know, walking into the heart of God. Therefore, the desire of God is being infused into their hearts so that when they come to prayer, it's the same thing they want. In Nigeria today of today, there are political opinions you hold. I just know your Christianity is suspect. No matter how serious you are before as a believer, I know you are beginning starting backsliding. One man said something to me once on Twitter. He said, Man, I'm, I'm an Igbo man before I became a Christian. I said, You are not yet a Christian. Do you get my point? You are not. You are not. You are not. You are not. No, 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 let's not deceive ourselves. You have your name on the church register, I know. But you are not born again. If you were, you would know that you used to be. But now, what he was trying to say is that no, there are certain interests that come before that interest. And I, that, this was on Twitter, I just said, my God. Anyway, thank God God is not counting this guy. Yeah, he was not. He's not. He, he won't want to. And that's why sometimes everybody join hands to pray. Sometimes you have to look over. Let me see your hand. What's in the inside? I'm telling you the truth. Say, please, before you, you hold. Hey, wait, wait. Let me see your heart. Oh, yeah? What do you think about this, this, and this? You give, I give you like 10 things. Let me hear your opinion. If your opinion is off from the, the counsel of the Almighty, don't hold my hands. You are spoiling the prayer. There are prayers that if three of you prayed, it will have worked. But when you now made these six people, giving it four opinions, the first three of you one opinion, then each other person bringing one opinion each, four opinions, God doesn't, He just be looking, He can't answer you. Just by the way, in your family, husbands, wives, especially wives, don't be whining your heart when they want to pray. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Apostle, if you want to pray with your wife, if, you, if the amen doesn't come quickly, stop the prayer. Sit down. Say, no, not even next time. Why was that amen not strong? The way she are laughing. The way she laughed after. Sometimes, what is going on is that the thing you are asking for, your wife is not convinced. Please, just don't bother. You know, if, if God could tap you, tap you, say, look, okay, Mute, sit down, sit down. She's not with you. She's not with you. I won't answer. Don't just waste my time and everybody... <laughs> Say two of you go and sit down, talk about it again. I'm not saying negotiate. Though. Did I say negotiate? No, sir. Negotiation in the family is of the devil. Okay, What did I say? Negotiation in the family is of the devil. You don't agree with me? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yes, yeah, of the devil. There's leadership, there's submission, there's love in the family. So the man is supposed to love. The family. And the family they are supposed to submit. Now, number one, children obey your parents and submit what? They'll just obey. As well, <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. We, we care what you think. What well, I'm is that your primary assignment is that you obey. The wife's assignment is to submit. That is, man, make sure that every decision that you are planning is in the best interest of the family. Not just because you 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 smoke in him. So if you relocate to those state where is closer to where they grow it. That's not what I mean. <laughs> you really are making the decision. You know, the governor said they should legalize the, the cultivation. That's why. I, but if you're from Ondo, I don't mean nothing personal. You're my neighbor. We're from the same area. <laughs> I just used that one because the governor said they should legalize the production. That's what I mean. That makes sure everything is in the interest of everybody. And please, the assignment of wives is to do what? Submit. Like We're not discussing that now. But whatever it is, Whatever method you have to use, you come into what? Agreements before the prayer can continue. Otherwise, don't bother praying about it. Agreement is crucial. Agreement is what? It's crucial. Let's bear in mind. So I was saying how we know as a people is when we are in two, I mean, we all claim to be believers. We are from different regions of Nigeria. And based on the on the region we are we are from. Our petitions to God on major on the same issues, the same major issues, they are different. Then it's obvious that generally we have not yet discovered the will of the Father. How do you handle such situations? I'll tell you: it's very simple. Don't give specifics. When you want to pray, try and pray on things you can agree over. Did you hear my point? That if you are supposed to be in agreement, leave the prayer to the point in which you can agree. Don't go beyond that point. What I'm say is this. Okay, let me just use the illustration I've read in books. Kenekin okay, said his wife was sick. He didn't believe he needed to go and see a doctor. He just believed that you prayed. That is personally, he used to tell the police if you need it, go. But personally, he wouldn't go. Personally, he will continue to pray. Personally, he continue to, you continue know, so he was praying for his wife and the prayer was not moving. So he sat the woman and then said, Please, let's come to an agreement. What do you want us to pray about? And not only is another woman he was praying for like that. They both agreed that okay, I will go to the hospital, the doctor will. You? Operates and there will be no problem and everything will be fine. So first, we are both agree you want to get healed. We are both in the agreement that God can use this method. Fine. They asked the father for that, and he did exactly that for them. The doctor worked exceedingly very well, and has caused her wound healed in record time. Two different people I have in mind that he told the story. Remember the other story I told you? I read from a Gary Carpenter. He developed. Uh, skin cancer. His wife said, let us pray. told his wife, listen, my faith is too weak. The wife said, okay, so what can we ask God for? What can you believe? And the the man said, I can believe that if we go to the hospital, the doctor will say it's not as bad as the first doctor. They were going to a, a, a referral hospital, the bigger one. I can believe that it will not be as bad as the other doctor said. So she said, all right, fine, let's ask the Lord for that. So they joined their hands, they asked God, please, This doctor said, my husband has melanoma, malignant melanoma, in form of skin cancer. And we want you to heal him. Now, we are going to a hospital maybe next week. The bigger hospital, we want you to do it so that the other doctor will say it's not as bad as the first doctor said. In Jesus' name, amen. They got there. Exactly what happened. The doctor asked for the slides from the pathologist in the other hospital. They said, send it to our own pathologist. The own pathologist looked at it. Wrote a different report. Similar, not totally different. Okay, similar to it, but then qualified the kind of cancer slightly. And when the doctor said, so he said, I have good news for you. Yes, you have cancer, no doubt. But it is a particular type that tends to spread in a particular way. And yours has not yet dug deep. So we can cure it by a surgery that goes deeper than the cancer has raised. And that's it. He got cured. Exactly what he asked for. He could not ask that I will stay at home, it will be well. He could ask that I will go to hospital and it will be okay. That the hand of the doctor will be guided. And it will not be as bad as the first doctor has said. That one has given him virtually a death sentence. So if we cannot come into an exact agreement, let's stop where we can come into agreement. But there's one thing I want to just remind us we I've been talking about it for some time. The weapon of the intercessor we began it again last time. Let's remember, we don't have to give the law specifics. I know if we teach us faith, that in faith you specific. Tell God the color of shirt you want. Tell him the number of rooms that will be inside that house. Tell him that there will be five feet. Have Five feet long? No, five feet is smaller. Okay, say say the Lord that the rooms will be 15 feet by 25 feet, and there will be six of them. And they're giving the specifics. You know why I don't believe that doctrine? I'll tell you it's a simple reason. I'm too stupid. Say, why? I don't know enough. Why should I be giving somebody who knows everything? Limits based on what I know. No, I can't do that. I don't know enough. That's what I mean, I'm too stupid. I'm not trying to just self-denigrate. I'm just trying to explain the fact that I really am, I appreciate the fact that I do not know enough. That's number one, about life generally. Number two, you know the truth. I really don't know what I need. I'm going to ask God for a house that's three times the size of the one I can furnish. The faith I will have been using to pray to preach, I've been using that faith to buy furniture. Then I lived there for six months. God said, "Hey, time to relocate you." Said, "Lord, we just got this house; we have nothing finished furniture. He said, "Let's go now." Or I go and ask for one that is small because those people will tell me that no, you don't need a big house. What do you need? I say, "Wait, leave it." I mean, I believe in having a big house because sometimes you have visitors, so you go and believe God for two nice bedrooms. And then God increased you to a, to a next and like Pastor Kim to now become a bishop. <laughs> <laughs> do you get my point? Well, God said that's why I was delayed. I knew you soon be a bishop, and people will come into your house. Do you get my point? That is why I'm I'm not into the specifics. I'm not into those specifics. I don't understand it. I believe that God is able to do. Exceedingly, abundantly, far above what we can ask or even imagine. So what do I do so that I don't miss any angle? One, we don't miss it in agreement purpose, purposes and we do not miss it when it comes to the extent of the answer that God will bring. It is simple. We lift his will only back to him. Nothing beyond that. When God speaks a word, you must understand it contains everything, even beyond that which you can imagine. In the beginning, what did he say? Let there be what? Light, or literally, light be. He just said light be. Now, physicists, are see- every day they are still see- struggling and trying to understand this and that. Everything, you know, they build, what do they call them? Who knows physics here? Those underground or overground accelerators they have, like CERN all these um, particle accelerators they have in Europe, they have in America. Nobody knows physics here? Yeah. You say what? There are these labs they have. These are like several kilometers long. All around those kilometers are massive calls. All they do is accelerate subatomic particles. Imagine accelerating a proton until it almost hit the speed of light. And then it something. Scatter that thing. Then they start recording and recording and trying to analyze other analysis. You know where it was? Light, B. And we, see, we are sitting now trying to decipher what happened. Every day they are discovering new subatomic particles. When I was in secondary school, it was neut- neutrons, electrons, protons. That was all. At that time I was leaving university, they said protons can be broken down into what they call quarks. At the time I came to Enugu, after a few years, they told me that it's what they call bosons. Higgs boson was discovered. Start hearing of neutrinos, all kinds of things. God said, I don't need to tell of that. I just said, light, be. All these things were inside there. So why do I want to write a long analysis of prayer book? Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to pray this morning that positrons shall begin to emit and neutrinos shall not neutralize them. And we're beginning to ask you, Father God, that the Higgs boson that is inside every particle. That's how some people pray. And that's how they teach Christians to pray. Say, tell God what He will do on day one. On day one, dear Lord, all the alpha rays and the gamma rays shall begin to agglutinate and they condense into helium atom. And helium atom shall begin to. Ag- Pastor, I'm so confused. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying right now. Don't <laughs> no, worry, I'm as confused as you. I'm just uh, just throwing words around. And we say we will call it specific prayer. That's not prayer. That is certainly not prayer. What is prayer? Father God, we have come this morning to ask for light. Let light be in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Lord, just by the way, if you want to mix positron with neutrino, Higgs boson, whatever, it's kind of your, a problem between you, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. At the end of the day, we shall come with our buckets to collect what? Light. He say, I saw you squirming in your blood, and I said, leave. I did not give you pampas. did not give you a feeding bottle. Did not give you clothing of any type. I just said what, leave, and that baby could not die. Every help needed came. So that's how. Why come? We are not bothered about deep specifics. Over every situation, we discover the relevant word of God. You know the way I believe in prayer? You remember that day we went to pray. Apostle and I went to pray for somebody in the hospital. I just said there's nothing. Just find scripture, read the. Ah, good afternoon, sir. We came to pray for you. Bring out the Bible. And we begin to read it over your head. Jesus is the healer. Himself took your infirmities and your diseases. And by his stripes you have been healed. Flip over somewhere else again. Read it. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. In Jesus' name. Amen. If that word cannot heal you, there's no long grammar I want to speak that will heal you. He sent his word. That's what I have brought. Sometimes we think prayer is... Hold me for that side. Me I not fall. <laughs> devil, you want to try us? In the name of Jesus. G- See that? All the theatrics is for us. No, God doesn't mind though. Say, so when you finish, just pray. You know those who used to pray with God those days? Say, devil, we cock our spiritual AK-47. We remove the safety catch. We begin to aim. We aim. We shoot. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> you don't know how used to do it. Begin to <laughs> I saw that one. Come with your kuboku. The one I saw, they actually will carry the devil's head and put in an arm lock. G. Hey. My wonder, ah. <laughs> where did we get all these things from? But that's <laughs> the truth. We like spiritual exercise. It's good. God, God will just be watching like this. I used to say angels can never be depressed. All they need to do is come for service. All their depression will go away. <laughs> Michael just come. Look, Gabriel, you get any assignment? He said, No, no hail Mary today. He said, Good, So let's go. <laughs> let's go and watch Christians pray. Wakaka, <laughs> There's one I used to pray like that. (laughs) Listen, if it is healing, if I read those scriptures for over you, and God will not do anything, my vibrating will not make Him do anything. Did you hear what I said? My vibration will not make Him do anything that He will not do when He hears His word. I hope you are getting my point. Is that a revelation of himself and his word that we take into every situation? What is his will concerning the church? So I've been praying concerning the glory of Christ and the kingdom of God. We have read a number of scriptures, so let's go back to them again today. Please, I said all of this to let us know. There's no need to be innovative. Take the word of God to him in prayer. In the family now, we do that a lot. Every, Every morning, almost in fact, not that to say almost that every time we are getting to pray, there are scriptures we use all the time. Our favor, we'll change it maybe later when we know we enter another gear. But well, one gear we are in right now, Psalm 121, verse from verse two. After that, I was okay. Ask Psalm 23, we'll go over that one again. They can almost say it from you know from the end back <laughs> backwards. Yeah, we do that every time. because it says, There's nothing to be innovative. What is innovation? What, are, what, what do you want to go through? People have not gone through before. You think you're the first to suffer? There's no suffering you have suffered. Jesus is no prophesied concerning. Carry these prophetic words and I read it back to him. His answer has been declared in the scriptures. Say to him, Father, you have said. We are talking about the glory of God, the kingdom of God, and the glory of Christ. Jesus separate like this: thy kingdom, what? Come. Let's ask for our feet. Let's do that assignment again. It's not hard. It is not hard. It is not hard. Again, let's start from Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. We are just going to read it. There are two things we are going to do. First of all, we we'll read it together. And then, individually, we will meditate on those scriptures. That is, just turn it out. let turn it in our hearts and with our mouths and release it into the environment. What we are doing is establishing that the kingdom of God will come. Somebody say amen. amen. What we're establishing is that the church of God will be exalted. Amen. Yes, the body of Christ will be exalted. What we are saying is that Jesus will be glorified. Amen. That's what we are saying. Jesus will be glorified. Amen. Say amen. Like you are not tired. Say amen. amen. Jesus will be glorified. Amen. We say Jesus will be glorified. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right, let's read it together. Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 2. If you are there, say Amen. If you are not there, say, please wait for me. All right. Since we are all there, let's go together. I want to let's go. Now, it will come about in the last days, the mountains of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills and all nations will stream to it. And many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For the Lord will go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Verse 4. And he will judge between the nations, and he will render decisions for many peoples. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they learn war. In Jesus' name. Now, let's do something. Each person, take these scriptures and read it out loud. Everybody, you have like um, a minute and a half. Just begin to declare it into the air. Read out these scriptures. In prayer for the body of Christ in this nation. In prayer that, Lord, you have said, it will come about in the last days that a mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains. Therefore, establish your church as the chief of the mountains in the name of Jesus. Let that church be raised above the hills In the name of Jesus. Let it be raised above the hills. In the name of Jesus. Let all nations stream to it. Let your glory be found in it. Let the people come and say, by reason of the glory that is inside it, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Let them come to learn your ways from your church. Let them come to walk in your paths. The word, the law will go forth from the body of Christ. The way of doing things, the light to the nations from the body of Christ. Lord, let it be as you have promised in the name of Jesus. Let Jesus be glorified. Let him in our day judge between the nations. Let every nation rise and worship him. Let every nation rise and worship him. No matter be the nation, the ethnic groups in every, in this nation, let them rise and worship him. That he will judge between the nations and will render decisions for many peoples. Lord, cause wars to cease. You said you are the one that causes wars to cease. Let them hammer their swords into plowshares, instruments of war into instruments of agriculture and productivity in the name of Jesus Christ. He said nation will not lift up sword against nation. Please understand, he's not talking about country against country. Nation in, in the scriptures usually refers to groups of people, yes. ethnic groups. They will not lift up sword against one another. And never again will they learn war. As a result of the glory of Christ manifested in his church. Just pray that prayer before the Lord. That's all. Say, Lord, do it. He wants us to say, do it. Let's not, we're not just waiting. Waiting for believers is not an idle watching. It's an, it's an invocation of the promise of God and the name of God over the situation. That's how the church behaves. That's how the saints pray. That's how the saints pray. That is the assignment of the saints. We say to the Lord, do it in the name of Jesus. Establish your righteousness in this land. Establish your righteousness in this land. Let your word be pure, coming out from your people. from the Begin to pray for the pulpit of the church. He said, the, the Lord will go forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Ask what has been going forth from our pulpits. It's an important prayer. What has been going forth from our pulpits? Is it the word of the Lord? Is it the law of God? If it is not said, Lord, let it happen that from our pulpits we come forth only your law. Let the word of the Lord come forth from the midst of your people. Please, because you know, God said to Jeremiah, "You will you will uproot, you will pull down, you overthrow, you will destroy." So begin to destroy with these scriptures. You don't destroy with your desires. You destroy with scripture. You don't destroy with your anger. You destroy with scripture. With this scripture, begin to destroy every pulpit that pushes out lies out of Jerusalem. That broadcast lies out of Jerusalem. This word is against that pulpit. Lift this word against that pulpit. Say in the name of Jesus, every pulpit in the body of Christ in Nigeria. This is the word of the Lord. The law of the Lord will go forth from Zion. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So if what you are speaking is not the word of the Lord, be uprooted in the name of Jesus. If what you are speaking is not the law of God from Zion, be removed in the name of Jesus. Say, allow Jesus to be exalted. Say, Jesus, be exalted. Be lifted up amongst your people. That's how we pray. That's how we pray. Say, let the church be glorious. Yes, Let it be glorious. Let it be glorious. Let it be glorious in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's read that particular chapter again. Again, let's read this one, verse 12. We are going to read all the way to verse 22, and we are going to use it to pray again. If you are there, say amen. All right, let's go one, two. For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against everyone who is proud and lofty, and against everyone who is lifted up, that it may be a base. And it will be against all the cedars of Lebanon that are lifted, lofty and lifted. Against all the oaks of Bashan. Please, read like you are there. Verse 14. Against all the lofty mountains. Against all the hills that are lifted up. Against every high tower. Against every fortified wall. Against all the ships of Tarshish. And against all the beautiful craft. The pride of man will be humbled. And the loftiness of man will be abased. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. But the idols will completely vanish. Read that again please, 18. But the idols will come. Say that again. Three more times. But the idols will completely vanish. But the idols will completely vanish. One more time. But the idols will completely vanish. Verse 19. Men will go into caves of the rocks. And into holes of the ground, before the terror of the Lord, and the splendor of his majesty, when he rises to make the earth tremble. In that day, men will cast away the moles and the bats, their idols of silver, and their idols of gold. which they made for themselves to worship, in order to go into the caverns of the rocks, and the clefts of the cliffs, before the terror of the Lord, and the splendor of his majesty. When he arises to make the earth tremble. Let's read twenty-two. Stop regarding man, whose, whose breath is of life is in his nostrils. For why should he be esteemed? Amen. Amen. What is he saying? There's what is called the day of the anger of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God. You know the truth? It has to come. You see, you know one of the problems we have with the gospel of grace is that we just assume that God can bless people without judging iniquity. God will just bless people. Say, okay, okay, all this nonsense. Let us be. It was never done. Let's say the only way he will do that is people, if they come unanimously in agreement to repent of their evil. If God has to bless people in the midst of evil, He will judge the evil, and He demands of the church to ask Him to do it. Yes, sir. You cannot be nicer than God, though. Yes, sir. I hope you are getting my point. Yes, sir. Sometimes we think we can be nicer than him. Like that man I said, he said on the end. said, "If I were God, this is what I would do." The other man said, "No." If you were God, it's exactly what God is doing now that you will do. Because you can't be wiser than this God. You know what he has said? A day of reckoning must come. Somebody say amen. Amen. The day of reckoning must come. It's not against everybody, please. Can I just say that? It's against who? Everyone who is... No, go with verse 12. Everyone who is proud and lofty. And against everyone who is lifted up. That day is coming that he may be abased. And he began to describe all those people. Why are they proud of and loved? Because they had hope in their idols. And he said in verse 18, now listen to this, this is a prayer. All the idols will completely vanish. Amen. Listen, any God that is exalted in this nation, any idol, any source of strength, any source of power, any confidence that anyone has in this nation in anything, that is exalted against the knowledge of Christ Jesus, we declare that that idol will completely vanish. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Even if it's, you know there are times four men will gather together, they hold all the power. In the name of Jesus they will completely vanish. Amen. People will literally go and do all kinds of sacrifices. You know? To gather power. We say it again. In the name of Jesus they will completely vanish. Jesus alone will be exalted in this nation. It will come to pass, a time will come, a young man, a young woman will see a man, they say, this man is an obony man, he will naturally feel sorry for him. Say, He's like telling a man, you still smoke? You Notice know, when somebody is smoking, like, ah, wait, how come? You are still smoking? Smoking went out of fashion 20 years ago. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Yes. There are things you see people doing, just one like, ah. Yeah, I'm not saying you did crazy, but this kind of we left it People will stop crazing in this fashion long ago now. Ah, this, is not, um, this is not modern madness. I mean, why are you still participating in cake madness? It will come to pass in this nation that every, anyone who wants to join anything that is not Christ will have to hide. Amen. And there will be no source of pride Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We say it, it will come to pass again that when people are looking for righteous people, they will come to church. Amen. They will come to church. Yes. You know, one of our brothers was talking one day. It's one of our big men in Nigeria. He said, "When he's looking at them, well, maybe like let's assume assuming that, assuming that my name is um, Archbishop Emeritus, you know, Primate Metropolitan Banky. I hope I get my point. So, and the whole nation knows me. Everywhere I go, with I go with entourage, you know. Aha. Uh-huh. So he said, when he sees i he's watching the man on TV, he'll be getting angry. Do you know why? The man on the left and on the right of Oga." The men there—they are owing him. <laughs> they will not pay him. He said they are doing business. These boys have money. They will go to church and be giving fat offering. Give me my money now. He said, but what do I do with allergies? They don't give me this because the guys in Abuja. He said, they don't give me these problems. He said, but these are our big men. You enter contract with them; they will not fulfill their contracts. But in church, me, you know, remember I'm the Primate, Metropolitan Archbishop Emeritus. I promoted them to Chief International Deacon and maximum regional presbyter. <laughs> Why? Because of offerings. So people don't take us serious anymore. In the name of Jesus, not anymore. Amen. Listen, every dishonest man that's promoted in this country, that promotion will bring you down. Amen. Run away from church, if you know you're a thief. Ah, if we, some people are so brazen, I don't want to dirty your ears. The kind of nonsense they do with church disrespect men of God. Now, it's not their fault. It's men of God's fault. It's our fault. We caused all this problem. But not anymore. That's what we're saying. Not anymore. Not anymore. I hear people bragging. They didn't give their life to Christ. They will brag that in that church, don't worry, I'll soon be preaching. And they did not give their life to Christ. Let me just warn you. The first day they put you on that pulpit, is the last day you walk properly. Ah, You see, let me tell you something about God there. Even when these people misbehave, you will join them in that misbehavior. The kind of judgment where well, you go see, you're not believe good believer. Because they are not my children. I will beat them, they will say sorry, then I will heal them. But you, you are dead meat. Let's read that again, please, brethren, and use it to pray. What are we praying? Say, Lord, let your day of reckoning come against everyone who's proud and lifted, and against everyone who's lifted up. Let them be abased. base. It's a simple prayer. Pray from that verse 12. Pray from that verse 12. It's a simple prayer. Lord, let your day of reckoning come against everyone who is proud and lift lofty. Lifted against the knowledge of Christ Jesus, who looks down on the name of Christ. Yes, it may be because we have messed ourselves in that regard. All the same, Lord, the day of reckoning has to come. Hallowed be thy name. It is a prayer. Lord, let your name be hallowed. Our Father, who art in heaven, let your name be hallowed. Hallowed Lord, be thy name. Hallowed be Thy name. Hallowed be Thy name. Let's pray that prayer. Lord, come forth in your judgment. Let the day of reckoning come against every idol. Let them vanish. Let them vanish. Let them vanish. In the day of their judgment, they will vanish. Let them vanish. Let wicked men run to caves of the rocks, into the holes of the ground because of the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty, when he arises to make the earth tremble. That's verse 19 I've just read from. Let men who follow those idols cast away into the moles and the bats, the idols of silver and the idols of gold, as you disgrace those gods. Yes. Let the Lord alone be exalted. He said, I have sworn... The word has gone forth out of my mouth in righteousness, and it will not turn back. What did I swear? That to me every knee will bow, and every tongue will swear allegiance. Lord, do it in the name of Jesus. Do it in the name of Jesus. Do it in the name of Jesus. That's a prayer. Lord, do it in the name of Jesus. I am just read from there, Isaiah chapter 45, from verse 22, no, from verse um, 21. He said, declare and set forth your case. Indeed, let them consult together. Who has announced this from of old? And who has long since declared it? Is it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me. A righteous God and a savior. There is none except me. Please, let me tell Nigerian Christians again. Don't look for salvation anywhere else. The other day, sorry, please, sir. All due respect. One of our big brothers he wants to start another movement. I want to say, bro, sit down. This movement won't carry us anywhere. You did the first one. Where did we get to? Jukes? He not say start another, start another one bigger than the first one. I said, bro, the only movement we need now is Christ to move. What we need is the power of God to move. You can't move on believers in righteousness. How you won't take one? He said, there's going to be a move. I said, bros, it's not necessary. Sir, I love you with all my heart. Paul, leave this moving thing. Men ought always to pray and not to get tired. You know what happens? that Even Christians will be saying, we have prayed enough. That is it. How can you, a believer, say we have prayed enough? Are you growing a ball in your kitchen? Smoking something that is ungodly. There are statements you should not make. <laughs> a Christian will say, We have prayed enough. Do you know, even Jesus could not stop praying. He ever lived to make intercession. He never said that, ah, I don't want to pray for 2,000 years. I don't want to pray again, Jukes. I don't want to pray again. I pray, pray. They not believe. I don't want to pray again. How can a Christian now, there are things unbelievers will say, I have, like my classmates, you know, they talk a lot of nonsense. The time I'm and I'm hardest against anybody. It's when the person is a believer. One of my classmates, he posted something about in this regard of they are of enough. When I taunt on him, eh, people were like, wow, pastor, calm down. But they don't, I couldn't tell them openly. I can't calm down because he's supposed to be my brother. I can't calm down because I still remember I was in sports complex together. I can still tell you the kind of tongues he was speaking that day. We're not in the same fellowship, but because we're in the same class. There are times Christians who to gather together and we are there praying, speaking in tongues together, confessing the word of God, trying to outpray each other with loudness. Because you now live in North America, you now forward nonsense to a child group, insulting those who pray. I began to tell him the things I did with my time and my energy. And but I wouldn't stop praying. Do I look like a lazy person to you? And I pray in Nigeria, they pray too much, they don't work. I said, Come on, do we pray as much as we commit adultery? For every church, we have seven bars. Ah, am I lying? Joints everywhere. If I'm going to, go to my house now, I don't see anybody on the road preaching the gospel, but I, w- I will pass at least 20 asher was looking for customers. Ah, You don't know Toscana? Yes. Once you Toscana, Tuscana, like, that's my road home. The other day, I was telling my wife, I said, ah, should they not sit at home for asher was <laughs> But they said, sit at home. <laughs> They didn't sit at home. They were there looking for customers. And you're telling me we have prayed enough. Why don't you say we have done a lottery enough? Satan, Satan, Satan. Satan will be speaking and Christians will be echoing for him. How can you say we have prayed enough? Have we prayed as much as we have stolen? We are stealing more and more every day. And you are saying the problem is that we are praying and we are not working. May God have mercy on you for the last time. <laughs> because I'm angry. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is this? Brethren, we have not prayed enough. I say what? I have no, we have no, men ought always to pray. Always to pray. Until he establishes Jerusalem as a praise on the earth. Until he establishes Jerusalem as a praise in the earth. So he says, There is no other God besides me. A righteous God and a Savior. There is none except me. So I tell Christians, please, don't run away from petitioning this God to your own arrangements. Christians, please, don't waste your time following political parties. They will not succeed. They won't succeed. Let me tell you, if you can get the critical mass of this nation to one day, not two days, not three days, not one week, one day, nationwide, get on their knees and say, Lord, have mercy. You will see bandits drop their weapons. They will not know what came upon them. You will see things change. You will not know what came upon people. You know why? He said in verse 23, verse 22, Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness. That's the part I love. That word has gone forth in righteousness. And will not turn back. What did the word say? That to me every knee will bow. Every tongue will swear allegiance. They will say of me. Only in the Lord. Are righteousness and strength. Men we come to him he says. And all who are angry at him. Will be put to shame. In the Lord. All the offspring of Israel. Will be justified. And we take their pride and we glory. That's what he said here. I hope you're getting my point. Now, this is what God will do in our nation in Jesus' name. Amen. This is what he will do in the church in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are looking for, for the glory of Christ. Yes. We want Christ to be glorified. We want him to be exalted. And therefore, we are saying Christ is exalted Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It will happen in the schools in this nation. Christ will be taught. Amen. In every state. In every region. Everyone will go to school to go and learn about Christ. It will happen that even in government establishments, Christ will be taught. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, what that, listen, God has a way of doing things, but listen to me. The money of this land will spread the gospel of Christ. Listen, the money, the cash of this land, Uh it is Fred, the gospel of Christ. Yeah, yeah he, he said that is the purpose. That is the purpose. That is the purpose. You know one of the reasons why God crashed our economy at the time? It wasn't because of anybody. It was us. Because I gave you money. You are beginning to live like saying, Now back the pay, May I go sleep for Dubai." He didn't say, let's go and preach in Dubai. Let's go and sleep. Begin chop anyhow. Reckless chopping. Now I put gravel inside the food. Instead of you, eat local rice. Some people, when God has anointed, their own local rice will not be the one that we have processed. We'll put stone inside Lord, we sinned. Amen? amen. Have mercy. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. The Lord will have mercy. Amen. Yet again, from this land, we will preach the gospel to Australia. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. piety in prophesied at that time, you know, people didn't understand what he was saying. I'm sure even he did not fully understand. He said the federal government will spend money and will spread, spend sending young people all over the country to go and preach the gospel. They thought, go you knew what he was doing inside the NYSE. He did not know he was fulfilling prophecy. So, federal government will give coppers, Allah, we at the end of the month, and they will go back to the bush and go go and continue preaching. You don't think prophecy has been fulfilled? In the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus will reign in this land. Amen. We declare that Jesus will reign in this land. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's continue to read, please. We'll read a few more scriptures. Please remember, whether we end this series or not, quickly, you don't end this prayer pattern in your life. Please don't end it. Please don't end it. Mark chapter 16. We're going to read a number of this Mark chapter 16. This is something that we all know. We just want to remind ourselves and use it to pray. We'll read from verse 15 to verse 18. Are you there? Yes sir. Now let's read together from verse 15. That we want to read is the plan of God for his church. Amen. Want to let us go from verse 15? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized will be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will follow those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. Read that again. In my name they will cast out demons. Next one. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Please, let's start again from verse 17 and read verse 18. Two. One, two, let's go. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. If you have believed, somebody say amen. Amen. Please, turn to your neighbor, please. Just ask one person. Say, have you believed? Have you believed in in Christ Jesus? Wait for an answer. Wait for an answer. Don't just say, and then go Now begin to prophesy over that person and everybody around you. Begin to prophesy. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, these signs will follow me, and him, and her, and all of us, because we have believed in the name of Jesus we will cast out demons in the name of Jesus we will speak strange tongues we will go to lands that we have never been to, be to been before and we will speak their language and testify of Christ Jesus we will pick up serpents and if we drink any deadly poison we will not be hurt by them we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover say lord do it in the name of Jesus do it in this generation in the name of Jesus, Lord. In this generation, oh, no, do it. Let our prayers cure cancer. Say it like that, Lord. Let our prayers cure cancer, let it cure COVID 19, let it raise the dead, let it cure HIV/AIDS. Let these signs are coming to us because we believe. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. Oh, Lord, let the name of Jesus be glorified. Stretch forth your hands to heal the sick when we mention that name. Drive out demons when we mention that name. Let your glory shake the demons out of those hidden places when we mention that name. Lord, let us lay our hands on the sick and let them recover. If they put poison in food for us, we will eat the food not knowing about the poison, it will not hurt us. If a serpent will bite us, it will not hurt us. Lord, let these be signs. Let it be signs of the kingdom of God in our midst. Heavenly Father, let these signs glorify Jesus in our lives. Lord, let these signs glorify Jesus in our lives. Lord, let these signs glorify Jesus in our lives. Lord, let these signs glorify Jesus in our lives. Lord, we declare because we believe that these signs will follow us. We will cast out demons. We will speak in strange languages. We will pick up poisonous snakes and they will not hurt us. We will drink poison and will not be hurt. We will lay our hands on those who have drunk poison and they, have and they will recover. We will lay our hands on those who have AIDS and they will recover. We will lay our hands on those that have tuberculosis and they will recover. The cripple will walk in the name of Jesus. The blind will see. The lame will walk. Deaf ears will be opened to the glory of that name of Jesus. No, we're not going to learn how to pray. We'll just say, be opened in Jesus' name. One line. One line. Not according to the anointing that is resting upon me because I went to the mountain for five days. It's not necessary. Deaf ears, be opened in Jesus' name. We'll just be careful each time to put Jesus. Because we are trying to glorify him. Not our the anointing upon this our you know our ministry. No. It is upon Jesus Christ. Amen. That name. That name. Listen to me, Father, in the name of Jesus. Let this one happen. Amen. Hey no, I've not yet said the thing that will happen now. saying, Amen. Wait first now. Let me drop the prayer before you drop the Amen. Lord, it will happen that the young convert will come to church. You he will hear the small gospel of the name of Jesus. And he will go back home and touch the deaf around him and, and say in Jesus' name. And the person will hear. Amen. And the dumb will speak. Amen. And the lame will walk. Amen. That the person will be a young believer, not as if an term man of God has been preaching for 35 years. No. He just took the name of Jesus. Oh, I heard the testimony long ago. This was in a kitty. An uneducated woman, illiterate, went to church. middle aged woman. Farmer, rice farmer. And they said the name of Jesus. No, they first preached the gospel, and she believed. They said, the name of Jesus does everything. That's all she heard. Though. She didn't hear more than that. She went back home and started causing terror with the name of Jesus. They would say, a child died. They said, how can he die? When they said, come, Jesus, Jesus does everything. Give me the child. In Jesus' name, please wake up. The child will wake up. Drop down continue like nothing happened. The one that the whole village saw, they came to church to testify. Weaver birds. You know weaver birds? They are pests of um, rice. So the villagers gathered the one day so and said, please, the birds were disturbing. Then they go and do the juju. That control the birds. They came to her to contribute her portion. She said, what? No, no, that no, she can't do that too. That she said, Jesus Christ. And hey, by the way, the name of Jesus does everything. That was all they told the woman. <laughs> this woman couldn't read. She just said that the name of Jesus does everything. So she told them that in the name of Jesus, that we were birds will not eat her rice. The church, the farmers came to church to, te- that this wasn't like, she, she wasn't the one testifying, it's her fellow villagers. They watched it happen. As when her plot is from this place to that place, the birds will eat rice in the next plot, fly over her plot, land on the next one and start. When they are done, if you drive them, they they, they never perish on our own. Our own was just, they told us that the name of Jesus does everything. Jesus, let your name do everything. In our generation. We want that name to be glorified. Amen. We don't want to be personally exalted. Oh no, let the name be glorified. Amen. Let people hear the word. They are not preachers. Nobody called them to ministry. They just are, well, there's a problem. In the name of Jesus, my neighbor be healed. Father God, honor that name. Amen. In this generation, honor that name. Amen. Father, we're asking you, we, this, is our, this is what you give to us. This is our treasure. It's the name of Jesus. We have given our lives to him. We live for him alone. Lord, we want to see him glorified. Amen. Let our bridegroom be beautiful. Amen. Let him be glorified. Amen. Let the world respect him. Amen. And listen to me, people of God. Doesn't sound like a nice prayer. But if we have to pray, the Holy Spirit just put it on my heart. And everyone that rises against him will be destroyed. Amen. I'm sorry, o. I don't want anyone to perish. Of the person doesn't want to perish too. Abba, they say, Abba, if you want us to carry load, you carry one side too now. Abi, you don't want to perish, you now not be assaulting Jesus Christ. Abba, we how far? I can't be found opposing him. If you say, if you don't want to perish, leave Jesus alone. If you're a false prophet, you are playing with the name of Jesus, you have a few more hours to repent. Because he will arise and defend his own glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. false prophets in my nation, Nigeria, and the whole of Africa. We lead all these things. Jesus is about to arise and defend the glory of his name. If you gather people in his name, or you bring familiar spirits to impress people, sorry, your own is over. Yeah, he will arise and defend the glory of his name. My glory I will give to no other. That's a matter of fact. Why have you prospered till now? I tell you. There are two reasons. One, there's a time of judgment. He normally doesn't judge before that time. And then, for some people it's because he wants your heart hardened. Because of the evil of your heart. You have prospered in your wicked ways. But let me tell you, serve you notice. The time of judgment has come. Yeah, because he has to defend the glory of his name. The time of judgment has come. The Lord will arise and he will defend the glory of his name. I say it again. The time of judgment against false prophets, it has come. And against false doctrines that undermine the sanctity of the name of Jesus and his finished work on the cross. The time of judgment for that has come. And I will tell the church, listen to this again. Jesus does not like Christians who don't live like they are Christians. He calls it lukewarm. He spews them out of his mouth. I'm sorry to say it. That time also is around the corner. Serving us notice to heat up. Heat up your life. Enough of complacency. Enough of joking. No, you can't hold it with any other thing. You can't. This love of Christ you have to commit yourself totally to it. Totally, totally. Because he's about to arise and purge even his own household. Yes, the Lord is going to arise and purge his household. When that time comes, he does not discriminate. There's no partiality at that time. There's nothing like, I have done great works for him. That one doesn't matter at all. He doesn't even recognize all at all. The only one that checks is the heart that's perfect towards him. Not that the heart that never makes mistakes, but that the heart is fully committed to him. Please, so, ah, I need to tell some people, thank you for your offerings to the gospel. It does not stop divine judgment against iniquity. Because some of us have preached that when you give, when you give, when you give, when you give like that, God will say, no, I can't deal any harshly with this one, otherwise I'm going to go broke in heaven. Yeah, that's, how we, that's the impression we give. And when you give plenty, God will have to leave you alone, no matter the rucuriousness of your soul. That is a lie. You will be the first to go. Because apart from, from your sins, you have another God before Him. Please, I'm serving warning to the people of God. Because the Lord will arise. The time of that judgment has come. Because His glory must be manifested. It must be, it must be. And before this manifests, it has to go ahead to cleanse the place. It has to go ahead to cleanse the place. First prophet, I tell you again, I serve you notice. He's coming to your houses, he's coming to your pulpits. he's coming to your cars, he's coming to catch you everywhere. Every corner, there's no hiding. Hey, by the way, you will die if you do not publicly repent. You deceive them in thousands, you will say sorry to the thousands. You won't go and repent in secret and you say it's okay. It's okay. We can arrange it like that. I kill you in secret, destroy you in secret. Is that okay? If you want to survive, you go outside and say, guys, I lied though. In his name. There is no other way. People, there is no secret repentance. It's not acceptable. You cannot lead a hundred thousand to perdition, then you're going to go and secretly repent. You smoke something. No! Some people, they don't know this exalted position they are given is a trap. Now they don't know how to come and say I was wrong. Look, let's go home. Let's give the thanks first of all. For the beauty of his name. For the glory of his majesty. Let's give him thanks for the beauty of his name. And the glory of his majesty. Let us give him thanks for the beauty of his name and the glory of his majesty. There's one scripture I just want you to remember. I just feel like it will happen to you. You are going to read this scripture one particular day very soon. And when you'll be reading it, you'll not be quoting John. You'll be talking personally. Did you hear what I said? Let me read it out to you. Very soon, you'll not be quoting scripture when you utter this statement. You'll be talking from personal experience. Yeah, listen. John said... What was from the beginning, which we have heard, and which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. said, that is what we proclaim to you. A time will come. That's what you will be saying. And listen to me. You will not be quoting John. I pray that the Holy Spirit helps you to understand that. Listen to me. A time will come very soon. You'll be quoting this, you'll be uttering these words, but you will not be quoting John. You'll be speaking from personal experience. Put up your hands and say, I receive it. it. That will be my experience. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will tell people that which my hands have handled. Listen, it begins with what you heard, though. Now you are hearing it, now you will see it. And very soon, your hands will handle it. Amen. When next you want to proclaim the gospel to somebody, it is what you have handled. Amen. Ah, please, make it a prayer point. Every day declare it. So, Father God, this gospel, I will declare to people that which I have handled. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I will thank you for today. You are good. And your name is great. Please, can I just take a moment? Please pray against the wasting spirit that has come upon this town Nigeria. Say, Lord, have mercy. There's a wasting spirit. Determined to impoverish people. Intimidate them with fear. Intimidating people with fear. Just ask the Lord to have mercy. Don't, don't, I don't want to do any commanding fight. Just say, Lord, have mercy. Because it's iniquity in the land as a problem. Just say, Lord, have mercy. Just say, Lord, have mercy. Father, I grant peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.